Boston Sports Syndicate. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate, New England Patriots Fire the Musket podcast. This is the Syndicate's podcast dedicated solely to the New England Patriots and the NFL. I'm Bill Travers. Thank you for joining us, and Happy New Year. 2021 is bringing something we haven't seen in New England in quite some time, and I'm not talking about 70-degree days in January. I'm talking about an NFL playoff that will not have the New England Patriots involved. So we're going to talk about this very different season for the Patriots and try to look forward to what the team has to do to get back into the hunt next season. So joining me, as always, on the Fire the Muskets podcast is the Syndicate's senior Patriots and Celtics writer, Derek McVeigh. Derek, how's it going? Uh, it's going, Bill. It's going all right. How are you? Can't complain. Can't complain. And returning for his second stint in the co-host chair is Mr. Kevin Santos. Kevin, how's it going? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, just getting ready for, like you said, an, an odd postseason Patriots list. Certainly will be. It's it's going to be tough watching the playoffs not knowing the Patriots are involved. So can't say I did not see it coming because um, I did. But uh, I I got to say for the for the season that they had I wasn't expecting a lot and I and I think I more or less predicted the seven and nine record. But I got to say I think they were worse than what I actually thought they would be. I don't know if, what you guys thought or or what your expectations were coming into the season. Yeah, I think we I think we talked about it a little bit on the hundredth episode. It was that you know the seven and nine record. I think people are it's not shocking overall. I think the the way they got there, just how bad it looked at some times, I think I don't think that's something I was expecting. Like the the Buffalo game, you know, the Monday night game at home against Buffalo, or the the Rams game, um, the Niners game, like those games, they just looked completely overmatched. Uh, and I don't think I don't think we expected them to look that bad at you know at, at that point in the season. Uh, but I think the seven and nine, in all honesty, you could even argue that it's an it's a definite overachievement um, when you look at the roster. I mean, if if you had anyone other than Bill Belichick, you know, this is probably a three or, or four win team. Um, so I think getting seven wins out of this roster is impressive, but it still was, you know, not up to the, the standard that they've set for so long. Kevin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I mean, I, I agree with them that um, we, we all kind of ballpark them around that 500 mark i feel like most of us and, and they in in the outcome but i think was the most interesting was they kind of lured us into thinking that this might be better than we thought at the in the first couple weeks of the season they they kind of they kind of came out firing and and i started to question briefly my original prediction of of, of eight and eight uh, but they, they they quickly uh turned into the dumpster fire and uh and it, it did get pretty ugly down the stretch watching that team yeah I, I agree with both of you guys um I, I you know uh Derek you mentioned uh you know some of the bad games they had this year and and it wasn't unusual for them to have a stinker at some point during the season you know a game that you figured would be an easy win for them that they somehow blew but this year it seemed like they had three or four of those games you know the Denver game the San Francisco game uh, there are a few others that uh, the Jets almost losing to the Jets in the first game. Um, 
in New Jersey. So th- those were the type of things that just didn't sit right with this team. And and some of the the way that they lost some of the games too, and, and some of the like the stupid penalties that they would have, like too many men on the field coming out of a timeout, things like that, were just so out of character for for what you would expect from a Belichick coach team. Yeah, for sure. And even you know a couple of weeks ago against the Bills, that fake punt where they just didn't cover you know, the, the gunners and it was just an easy, you know, fourth down conversion for Buffalo. Like those are the type of mistakes that you never see from, from the Patriots. And it just goes, that just speaks to the, the roster and how young and, and inexperienced they are. I think coaching plays into it too, but I want to get into that a, a little bit later. Um, I want to get into the quarterback situation. Cause I think that was the most glaring weakness on this team, even though they had quite a few holes on defense but I think, you know, just coming off of losing he who shall not be named any further on this podcast, going from him after the last 20 years to Cam Newton um, and, and the way he looked this season. Um, I don't know if he was hurt or whatever was going on with him, but, you know, it, it, he certainly had his moments where it looked like he just could not throw at all. So I don't want to talk. I don't want to get too much into that. I, I want to talk about what you guys think they need to do moving forward, because there's a lot of talk about should they try to move up in the draft and get the next guy or bring in a veteran free agent. Uh, what would you guys like to see them try to do? So I think they have to do both. Like, I think you have to draft someone, especially because the free agent pool, it's not great. I mean, the top, the top free agent quarterback is Dak Prescott and we all know they're not going to go after him. Um, and then after that, it's just kind of your like middle of the pack, veterans that aren't really going to move the needle one way or another. So I think they can go out and, and get one of those guys maybe as like a a placeholder, but I think you have to, I think you have to draft, continue to draft a quarterback because I think the next, the next guy you're going to get through the draft. I don't think you're going to find him in free agency or even a trade. I mean, I know there's the the talk about Garoppolo, but I, I don't know how, how realistic that is. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I mostly agree with you there, and it's not exactly uh, exciting sports talk radio, but uh, they definitely have to, to go with a, a veteran presence uh, I, in free agency. I mean, I wouldn't be upset to see him sign a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick for a couple of years, uh, while also in the draft, bring somebody in, groom them. Um, like I said, try to try to build them up over the next couple of years under, basically, you're going to get a largely mediocre performance from a guy like Fitzpatrick, but we're probably going to have to sit through that. Would you, would any of you move up in the draft to, to get somebody? I mean, the draft is such a crapshoot. Look at the dolphins. They took, they took Tua at what, what did they grab him? Like somewhere around eight last year, seven or eight. And there's already some talk that they may be moving away from him. I mean, they're, they're just even Trevor Lawrence is, is he really a lock to be a superstar? Not that they could, get up high enough to draft him but I mean I I just can't see them moving up in the draft or even staying where they are at 15 to draft a quarterback unless somebody they really like like a Justin Fields can can drop all that way down so I I got to agree with both of you that I think drafting somebody uh, I'm sorry bringing in a a free agent is uh is what they're going to have to do next year but I, I just don't have a lot of faith that they can draft somebody and groom him because we, you know, Stidham was taken in the second round, and they were so high on him. And I, I have to admit that James the Contrarian was right that he can't play. Now that we've seen a bigger sample size, obviously. 
But uh, do, do you really think that uh, that they will take somebody with that number 15 pick or even try to move up, that they'll take a quarterback at that spot? I can't see them taking quarterback at that spot or moving up to take one. I mean, that's just not Belichick's M.O. You know, for the last 20 years, they've never really uh, traded up in the draft. But I could see them, you know, using one of those middle round picks to try and find a guy like a, you know, a Mac Jones from Alabama or, um, you know, the kid from Florida, Kyle Trask. Um, I think they have to they have to draft a quarterback. And that's the position that. I don't care if you draft multiple quarterbacks or you draft a quarterback every single year. You have to invest capital in that position until you find the guy. So however many you know tries it takes, it's, that's how many tries it takes. You have to continue to draft until you find you know the next uh, star. Yeah, uh, like you guys said, I, I definitely don't see them moving up for the for the need. Um, but I do I do think if if somebody were to slip in those those early picks. Um, I wouldn't put it past them to, to snap them up with the 15th pick, um, but I, I do agree it's more likely that they'll find someone in the later rounds um, and, and try to work them that way. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I You mentioned uh, Trask. Uh, I like him a lot. I just don't know if he has the arm strength to play in the NFL. Um, and another one, uh, Ian Book from Notre Dame. Um, I think that, that could be a guy that could be – groomed i'm hearing mac jones is as a potential late first rounder which i really can't see did i say mac jones is that his name from alabama yep you know i'm terrible yep. you know i'm terrible with names <laughs> uh just with all the weapons that that guy has around him uh you you put him on a team like this right now and he, he's another uh, sam Darnold waiting to happen he'll be seeing ghosts all over the place but yeah i mean that's a that's exactly they no matter what they do, I mean, they have to improve the whoever they bring in, whether it's a veteran, uh, you know, a first round pick, however they want to address the situation, they have to improve the pieces around uh, that position. You mentioned Garoppolo and, and I hear that talk and, and I just is it wishful thinking on Patriots fans part that that he's going to come back here? I mean, yes. no, I, I don't see why San Francisco would be so ready to, to trade him back. I mean, they gave the guy the biggest contract in the NFL two years ago. Right, and he brought yeah. them to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. As much as people like to speculate on things like that, um, I don't see them giving up on him that quickly. It always amazes me how New England fans, not not just Patriot fans, like New England fans in general of all the all the major all the teams, just think that other organizations are just going to trade us their best players. <laughs> Like they're just going to hand them to us because we need to get better. Like why why do we think that anybody else is going to do us any favors, especially with the <laughs> history of winning they've had over the past 20 years? Yeah. Definitely wishful thinking there. Um, it's a lot of a lot of grasping at straws, I think, by the fan base that, uh, like you said, over the 20 years of of winning, I think uh, everybody's so used to it, and and a lot of people don't want to accept that we may be going into a period here where. Uh, We'll be lucky to be middle of the pack. Uh, that's not a thought I want to I want to toy around with. <laughs> but we have been spoiled. So, uh, any other postmortems on the team that uh, you guys want to talk about? I just think it's going to be, uh, and we'll probably get into this more. It's it's going to be an, an interesting off season because they have so many things they need to address. Um, this team's going to look completely different next year. I mean, certainly the opt-outs played a major role 
in this team this year. They they did. Um, I think that that defense will look a little different next year or look a little more like it previously had uh, with some of those guys that had opted out. So I, I'm not too, too worried on the defensive side. Um, but yeah, we definitely need to look at investing in some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and I believe they have, is it the second most cap space in the league in this coming season? It's going to be up there. The cap space hasn't been, oh, the cap number hasn't been determined yet. Uh, but okay. but it is looking like they're going to have uh, quite a bit of money to spend. Yeah. So they they need to open up the purse strings and and see if they can bring some people in. Otherwise, this team will be stagnant for quite a while. I want to go back to the opt outs for a second because I'm I'm not as um, hopeful that these guys are just going to come back and step right in. I mean, Chung was already starting to get older. Hightower has a history of injury problems. Now after sitting out a year. I don't see him just slotting right back in. So uh, I'm 50-50 on, on – and, and there's some talk that these guys, you know, any of them could be retiring too. So I'm, I'm 50-50 on, on whether or not we're going to get what we think out of these guys when they come back, if they come back. I mean, I like to, to think in in terms of football uh, that – I mean, that year off, you think about it, yeah, that's – that's something they'll have to overcome. But at the same time, in such a, in such a sport that's so taxing on the body, it's almost like that year off is going to help these guys kind of heal up and maybe be a little renewed for that next season. Um, that might be wishful thinking on my part, but that's how I like to think about it. Well, I look at, I think, go ahead, Derek. I think there could be something to that because it's, you know, it's not like they were sitting out with an injury. I mean, they could have been, you know, staying in, I mean, it's on them, but to, continue working out, staying in, in the best shape they can. It's not like they had to rehab an injury or anything. But mm-hmm. I kind of I – le- I do lean a little bit more with Bill in that, you know, Hightower and Chung, while they come back, I think they upgrade, especially at the linebacking group. I mean, the, the linebacking group is awful for New England right now, so Hightower will, um, you know, improve that. But I think the biggest thing for New England, and we saw it with some of these offenses, is, is just their lack of speed. And I don't think Hightower and Chung – you know, really help in that department. They need to get faster on the defensive side. Yeah, I agree. I, de- you know, that's where if there isn't that can't miss quarterback in the 15 slot or wherever they draft in the first round, that's where I want to see them go is, you know, speed preferably at linebacker. So I want to get, uh, get into uh, the free agents that they have and, and run down the list of some of the more major free agents uh, because they do have a lot of cap space because they're losing quite a few players so i'm, I'm just going to run down the list of some of the more notable guys and uh let me know what you think if uh if if you'd like to see them come back or if it's worth worth these guys coming back i'm going to start with james white i think he's an interesting case i don't think he's been quite the same player since the uh falcon super bowl really i mean he had a, a he followed that up with a good season but the last few years he's to me he's been pretty much mia and I know he had the issue this year with, uh, you know, his parents getting in the car accident and his father, his father getting killed in it. So, you know, he was out for a couple of games with that. But it seems like we didn't see that much of him until really the last game of the season. Yeah, they they definitely. And I think that kind of goes to coaching and also talks to like Cam, Cam Newton, too. I don't think they used him um, as they they normally do. They use him a lot more like to prote- for pass protection. And Cam Newton was 
pretty like reluctant to throw those you know checkdowns and those easy passes that Tom Brady was you know known for. He had no problem dumping it off to James White, uh, you know, and letting him get some yards after the catch. It just felt like Cam didn't look for White that often, or the Patriots just didn't put him in situations, uh, you know, where he could get you know one on one with a linebacker and uh, use him a lot in the passing game. It just felt like they used him differently this year. Those are the kind of throws it seemed to me like Newton struggled with. Like he would throw right. them, you know, either bounce them at the feet or throw them 20 feet over the guy's head. Yeah, just those those short little touch passes uh, seemed to elude him this year. Um, he had I mean, he I had agree. no touch whatsoever. I mean, he, he was throwing 100-mile-an-hour <laughs> fastballs at some of these guys that were standing 10 feet in front of him, and they were just clanking yeah. off their hands. But go ahead, Kevin. No, I, I mean, again, I, I agree with Derek. Uh, in the sense that I don't I don't feel like they they used him fully uh, how he has been in the past uh, and a lot of that to do with Cam Newton I think um, but uh, he's a guy um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if they let him walk but I also wouldn't be upset if they signed him <laughs> so it's it's kind of a, a take or leave really at this point it's and I think that has more to do with the the future the the future of the team over these next couple of years than anything. Cause it's, it's looking like it's going to be a rebuild for a, a couple of years. Yeah. I guess we were talking about Cam Newton. He's another free agent, but I guess, you know, the way we've been talking, I, I would assume we're all in agreement that we do not want to see him come back next year. I <laughs> Was that, yeah, was that I, a I vote? Think, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I've seen about all I need to see of Cam Newton. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of, of that signing from the start. Uh, like I said, he kind of kind of fooled us in, in the early weeks of the season, gave us a little glimmer of hope, and then proved to me exactly why I didn't want him. <laughs> so I, I'm good with letting him walk out the door. I've got to say the guy was an absolute professional, though. I mean, I – I think I've talked about this before. My biggest impression of him was from the Super Bowl that he went to with Carolina and the way he acted after the Super Bowl. But he was 180 degrees different with the Patriots this year and with the media. And, you know, he owned up to how badly he was playing and he said all the right things. It it sounds like everybody on the team just loved him uh, in the locker room. Belichick went out of his way to, pr- to praise him. So I, I'm just hoping that there isn't that groundswell on the team to bring him back for another year and another try because yeah, it, it'll be very hard to watch that through another season. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely agree. I think he, for those who, you know, had a, not a negative image, but looked at him a different way. I think it definitely changed their opinions, the way he conducted himself this year. I mean, he had all the opportunity in the world to, you know, throw teammates under the bus because as bad as, he was this year. I mean, he wasn't surrounded with a lot of talent, uh, so he could have easily pointed fingers, uh, you know, to coaching or other other players. But he was always the the first one to take the blame. So I definitely give him credit for that. And I was rooting for the guy just because he was, you know, the, the consummate professional. Uh, it just didn't work out, and I just don't see a, a scenario where they bring him back and, and try it again. Where do you think he? Do you think he's done in the league, or do you think he'll land somewhere as a backup? I think that's the only shot he's got is is as a backup somewhere. I, I don't I don't see a lot of teams after after what you watched this season. I don't I don't see a lot of teams thinking that that's that's their guy. 
I think the biggest thing that that surprised me with him was his lack of lack of mobility. You know, he he was a powerful runner, but he wasn't the elusive type of runner that I recall him being earlier in his career. Was I off on that, or was I missing something? No, I definitely he def I was definitely was expecting more in the the running game from him, and like Kevin said, early in the season, the first couple of games. Um, you know, he was strong as a, a runner. And I mean, I know he ran for uh, like 11 or 12 touchdowns this year. And a lot of them were from inside the five. And he had a couple of nice long runs. But I definitely was expecting more out of him as a runner. Um, and, you know, there at times he just looked like hesitant, uh, you know, he, you know, diving, uh, like diving to the grounds, um, just not like running with a lot of like, confidence or conviction. So you wonder if he got banged up at, at some point throughout the year and that affected it, or if he just isn't the same guy that he was, which, I mean, he isn't, given that he's, you know, 32, 33 years old. But I don't know. I, I think I was expecting more out of him. Yeah, I think we were expecting the 2015 MVP, Cam Newton. Or, right. or something maybe a little bit of a drop-off from there, but not off the cliff that he yeah. went off. Yeah, I was looking for a guy signing a one-year deal to, to need to make a splash and – and he really didn't. No, he needed to, to like make a cannonball splash, and he just like made one of those <laughs> Olympic diver barely break the surface of the water with a splash kind of splash. How's that for an analogy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hard hitting stuff right there. <laughs> All right, let's. So that's the the thing with his his contract that he took. You know, he. He's talked about at the end of the year how like all the sacrifices he made, you know, not seeing his family and said the money is the money is the money. The contract was whatever. But it feels like to me he would have to make another sacrifice in terms of contracts in order to you know play somewhere. I don't think teams are going to be, you know, backing up the, the Brinks truck for him. So will he be willing to take another, you know, small contract, sh short money on a in a backup role? I I don't know. I I would not be surprised if we don't see him in the league next year. That's too bad. I, I wish the guy luck because yeah. he, uh, like I said, he was the professional here and he, and he came across really well. And I hope I wish him luck. Um, let's let's move on to a couple other free, well, a few other free agents. Uh, let's stay on the offensive side. Uh, a couple of key guys on the offensive line: Joe Tooney and David Andrews, are both free agents. Now Tooney, they tagged him last year. I'd be surprised if they did that again. This year, um, Andrews is a guy that, that I think they definitely need to get back. That guy was, was the rock on the offensive line. You saw how much they missed with him being out all of 2019 and what a difference he made coming back. And that guy's just, he's he's a, a good old country, hard-nosed football guy. I mean, he's he had the, the lung issues last year, and he came back and he said, coronavirus, what coronavirus? I'm playing. <laughs> so, you know, he, he's a guy I think they definitely need to, to – uh, do what they can to get him back. Uh, what What are your thoughts on uh, Andrews and Tooney? I know the offensive yeah. line play isn't sexy, <laughs> but to me it's it's critical. You've got to have a strong offensive line to do anything in this league. Yeah, I would I would agree with you in that. I think in, there's more. It's more likely that Andrews will come back than Tooney. Um, I think you have to bring at least one of those two guys back. You can't afford to lose them both. I think they'd have a an easier job replacing Tooney. Um, I mean, Tooney's great, you know, one of the, the better guards in the league, but the the Pats have a pretty good track record of drafting linemen and developing them. I mean, 
they developed another one, the kid from Michigan on Wenu, you know, the rookie that saw a lot of time this year was pretty strong. Um, so I, I have confidence that they could draft a, you know, a guard and, uh, you know, develop them and, and kind of fill that, that void that Tooney would leave. Um, but I think, I think Andrews would be tougher to replace. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, again, agree with the both of you. Andrews, to me, is the guy 100% you need to keep. Uh, Tooney, while I'd like to keep him around, I don't see them uh, ponying up the money there for him. And, and like you said, they'll they'll most likely look for somebody in the draft um, to to coach up to fill that guard role. Um, but uh, but Andrews is, is, is 100% a keep in my book. I think it depends on what you do at quarterback. If you're going to bring in a rookie, then I think you need to have a veteran offensive line. If you're going to go with more of a veteran, then maybe you have the luxury of of drafting a a lineman and bringing him along and and grooming him with a veteran quarterback. But, yeah, I think the two play into each other on on what you do there. Uh, I want to jump over to the other side of the line. Um, Lawrence Guy is another one, free agent. Uh, I think he was – Arguably your best off uh, defensive lineman this year. Um, he's another free agent. Where do you see him ending up? Yeah, I'd I'd be interested to see the the market on him and what kind of money he could get in the in free agency. Because um, I think he could be a guy that falls out of the Patriots' price range. Um, I agree that he was their best defensive lineman, and he's probably has been for the past couple of years. Um, he's been great. He was a great pickup. Uh, you know, by Belichick a few years ago, and he's been awesome. Um, but I I don't know if they're going to be able to afford him or want to pay him what he could, you know, what he's worth. Yeah, it, it's, he's likely a guy that's going to see his value um, throughout the league be up there, and I don't know that the Patriots will um, will match that. And again, that's... I feel like part of their decision making uh, in some of these free agents is going to come up to the what's what does our future look like over the next few years? Do we really want to invest all this money into one player when we don't know what we're going to be? So I think he is a guy that's going to slip through the cracks on us, unfortunately. How about Dietrich Wise, another defensive lineman? I'd like to see him come back. Um, I think he's he's solid for them in the right role. You know, if he's a your like starting defensive end, I think you're in trouble. But to have him in as a guy that comes in, you know, on passing downs or you know comes in every now and then and just rush the passer, I think he fits that role pretty well. Um, he can get to the quarterback, um, you know, on occasion. He's not an elite pass rusher, but he's solid. Uh, so I think in the right role, he's he's good for this team. Um, so they, you know. That's one of the positions, defensive end, that I that I want them to address in the draft and free agency. They need an elite pass rusher, um, but I'd, I'd like to see Wise come back. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's a guy that I I, I, I as well would wouldn't mind having back in the Patriots defense rotation. Um, like you said, he's to me not an every down. Um, lineman but uh, or defensive lineman excuse me but um but yeah i could i could see them bringing him back for that limited role all right in the defensive backfield jc jackson and jason mccordy uh devin mccordy's already said he's coming back so i'm wondering if 
if it's a definite that Jason will be back too, because I think at this point they are a package deal. Yeah, I think it's either he's either re-signing or he's retiring. I don't think he's going to go play anywhere else at at this point. Um, I don't know if I think he feels like the type of guy who would take you know like a a, a team friendly deal to to come back. I'm kind of indifferent on him. I mean, he's a great guy to have. Uh, you know, in the locker room as a, a steady veteran and a, a good presence for the the young guys, but he's his play on the field is kind of just eh. I mean, I, I don't think they would miss him too much on the field. Uh, you know, if he didn't come back, uh, so I, you know, I can take it or leave it. Yeah, I think I think McCordy stays, and I know you mentioned J.C. Jackson. I think they'd be nuts to to not keep him around. Um, from what he showed with his his, uh, his play this year, he, he's definitely a guy that can step up for him. So um, I do I do think both of them are around next year for sure. If there's any spot where the Patriots are solid, I'd say it's in the defensive backfield. Uh, they, and they've got another uh, good young kid coming up, and I'm trying to think of his name. Maybe somebody can help me with it. Miles um, Bryant. Um, he, he's an up-and-comer. He had an inter, oh, he had what should have been an interception. Um, that was no, he had the interception which should have been a pick six that was called back. I think it was in the Chargers game. I, I could I could be wrong with oh, that. Oh, the Rams, yeah. Was yeah. it the Rams? the Rams? Yes, the Rams. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I was picturing that stadium, but uh, I, I try to forget that Rams game. <laughs> oh. Uh, one name I'm not seeing on the free agent list, but I've, I've got a question whether we'll ever see him again, is Julian Edelman. Uh, I mean, the guy just had a great career, and, you know, he's, as we've said many times, he's he's one hit away from drinking out of a straw for the rest of his life. He, that guy gave everything he had. Probably one of the greatest catches I've ever seen in a Super Bowl, um, in that Atlanta Super Bowl. But uh, do we think that we'll ever see him again in a Patriots uniform or, or even in the NFL? Or do you think he's going to head down to uh, bring his talents down to Tampa Bay? That's oof. I I hope that we haven't seen the last minute Patriots uniform. He just deserves a better send off than that. I mean, he was he was the the heart and soul of this offense for so long. Uh, and like you said, he gave everything he had to this organization and to this fan base. Uh, so for him to if his you know last last games are in a, an empty Gillette stadium with an inept offense where he's, you know, clearly hobbled by injuries. That'd be a tough, lasting memory of him. Uh, I know he still has a year left on his contract. I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, he he'll I think he'll want to come back and play. Uh, I'm not sure what his contract situation is, if, if the Patriots would want to try and restructure him for, for shorter money um, or just outright try and trade him. Um, but I... I hope we see at least one more season out of him. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him him being done. I think he, he'll he'd like to, like you said, leave on a on a better note than than how this season turned out. Um, I think the more likely thing would be to see the Patriots trade him away, um, than him retire or walk away or anything like that. Um, but no, I think I think we'll see him in a Patriots uniform at least to start next season. Um, where he goes from there, like I said, we'll see how things are looking and and how the uh, how the Patriots um, see their future and if they if they have something um, 
some value in him that they think they can help build for the future, I, I 100% see them sending him out the door. I, I got to uh, I gotta disagree with both of you guys. I, I, I think it's time for him to hang it up. I really do. I, I just hate to see him come back and try to play and then just get – just get creamed, you know, especially with a with an inexperienced quarterback that could just hang him out to dry. That that's something I'd, I'd really hate to see happen. And what is the guy pushing thirty five? If not, yeah. You know, how how much? I mean that that is that is pretty old, especially to play the slot position and take that kind of punishment. So uh, yeah, I mean it's not so much what you what you want to see though. It's what to my or my answer to that is what I think he'll do, and I don't think he's ready to to call it a career yet oh no i agree with you on that i mean uh, you you mentioned a, a possible trade and uh you know if if he has any value at all I, I think maybe that's something for his sake you know try to trade him to a good team and, and maybe give him one more shot at, at winning a title yeah. uh i i think that's a position that the patriots have somebody in house to fill in for him and jacoby myers who really came on this year and and you know he he seemed to to bond well with newton and they had a, a good chemistry uh, between them, so I, I think Myers is is probably ready to to step into that role and be productive and be somewhat of a replacement to Edelman. So I, I think if if there were anybody on the offense that you could sacrifice and, and let go, I, th- I think it would be him. As much as I hate to say it, because the guy the guy has been a gamer his whole career. Any other? Fr- yeah, yeah. I would say you'd hate to see him to see him go. Um, and yeah, maybe he probably should call it quits, but I don't see the type of guy that he is. I don't see that happening. Uh, I mean, you, you make a good point depending on what it looks like here. You know, if they have another year, you know, another rebuilding year, uh, with, a a young quarterback, you know, maybe it makes sense to, to ship him out. Maybe they, they talk to him and he just kind of, they come to an, an agreement where he's like, I kind of want to go elsewhere and finish my career with a chance at another Super Bowl. He feels like the the kind of guy that's done everything for this organization that Belichick might give him that solid. Like, Hey, if you want to go somewhere else, I'll try and find you the, the best spot. Um, you know, maybe they try and send him to like San Fran or, or somewhere, send him out West back, you know, back to where he's from in California, uh, somewhere like that. Um, I wouldn't rule out him, him getting traded, uh, but I would just love to see him to get a, a better send off, um, you know, from, from Patriots fans. And you mentioned sending him out, and this kind of ties into what I want to talk about next, and that's coaching changes. If somebody like uh, if McDaniel's were to move on to another team, maybe that's somebody he'd want to bring with him, somebody that knows his offense and and can uh, can help out whatever team he's going to. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about that. Do we do we anticipate McDaniel's will finally get that shot? I I, I know a lot of. Uh, teams around the league may still be a little down on him after what he pulled on the Colts a couple years ago. Do we think this is the year that he finally bails? Well, I shouldn't say bails, but um, gets that head coaching job. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. No, I, I was about to say, I don't know either. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the league still views him after the whole uh, situation that he had there i haven't i haven't uh, heard that any team has asked to interview him have you guys yeah no i have not no so and that's that's kind of my my thoughts on it i i know his name gets thrown around immediately anytime there's there's any type of openings around the league but i think he soured a lot of teams on him so i i don't know that he's going to have that much interest 
But there were teams that wanted to interview him last year, and the Patriots denied it, or at least until he got all his homework done at the end of the year. Belichick wouldn't let him interview, and he ended up missing out on a couple jobs. This year, they're out of the playoffs. There's no excuse, and and nobody's come looking for him. I, I just find that really strange. And I'm wondering if the year they had this year, or they've had the last couple years on offense, uh, maybe that combined with what he did to the Colts a couple years ago has soured people on him. Yeah, it definitely it, doesn't help. Yeah, I would say there's definitely something to that. Um, I I think he's def I think he's definitely coming back because I think what would have been a perfect spot for him is Houston, um, especially with Casario going there. And I haven't heard any type of rumor about you know the Texans being interested in McDaniel's. Um, so I think that would have been a perfect landing spot for him. Uh, but I just don't. You know, Kevin mentioned that he's one of the the first names to be brought up in these. Uh, you know, coaching change rumors, and you just haven't heard anything about him. So I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think the la the last couple of years, you know, how we handled the Colts situation, definitely, definitely affected, uh, you know, how people kind of view him. And you just wonder if how how things looked the first year without Tom Brady. If now people are like, well, maybe Brady was, maybe Brady made McDaniel's more than McDaniel's made Brady. Uh, so maybe they'll we'll see how next year looks with another quarterback. Um, but I think he'll at least be back for one more season. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. His, you know, his stock is is dropping as far as that goes. Uh, you know, with the with the year that they've, the last two years that they've had offensively, and he's kind of getting to the point with me, not quite yet, but he's almost at the point with me that I was at with Matt Patricia um, before he left. That I, you know, I'm willing to drive the guy to the airport. I'm not quite there with <laughs> McDaniel's yet, but they have another ineffective season. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, gas up the car. I'm ready to drive him to the airport. Um, you mentioned Casario going to Houston. Did you guys see the text that uh, Deshaun Watson put out after that was finalized? I, did I didn't. Not. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I've heard, I've like read reports that he's uh, like not happy that he wasn't consulted on the the hiring. Yeah, and his his uh, tweet was more of the same. Oh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Something along those lines, which which I took as a, an analogy to, well, you had Bill O'Brien who was a former former Patriots guy. Now you're bringing in another Patriots guy. <laughs> so, it, I think McDaniel's would definitely be out as far as a, a potential landing spot for him <laughs> as a head coach if that's the case. Or McDaniel's can go or there and then Casario can trade. Watson to the Patriots. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen a couple things about some some destinations potentially for for Watson. So if if that were in the cards for McDaniel's, I think yeah, that next shoe to drop would be seeing where Watson's going. So I wanted to yeah, Wat go ahead, Derek. I was say yeah, Watson obviously a, a pipe dream, right? I mean, that'd be amazing. Uh, if the Patriots could somehow swing a deal for him, I just, I don't know what they would have to give up like half their team just to make it worthy for, for Houston. I don't know if they have, they quite have the assets uh, to make a, a trade like that. Well, Houston doesn't have a but, first round pick this year. That is true. So maybe they could swing some kind of deal. I'll pick him up at the airport. <laughs> if they can make that happen. Uh, back back to the coaching situation. One thing I think they definitely need to do is I think they've got to get some some name coaches on the on the especially on the defensive end. 
the Belichick family tree coaching the defense and bringing in guys like Gerard Mayo, who has all the pedigree as a player, but but to put them in these coaching situations, uh, I, I just don't quite get why Bill doesn't want to bring in a bona fide defensive coordinator. I, I get that he handles most of the defense, but I think he's he's just had too many coaches leave on both sides of the ball, and now he's just stretching himself too thin. And that's why you're seeing these situations where they, they have these stupid penalties or these things like, Derek, you mentioned with the punt coverage, um, which they actually had in the last two games. Um, the one in the Miami game got called back because of a penalty. But I, I think that's why you're seeing these things is because, they, to me, they're, they were as thin in the coaching ranks as they were on the field this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why they don't have – uh, an actual defensive coordinator. Um, I know Belichick likes to have his hands on everything and likes to have control over everything, but he's got a, it's time for him to relinquish some of that. You know, Romeo Cornell, it's going to be available. And know he's somehow still in the league doing, <laughs> they could bring him back for a couple of years. Um, and maybe he'd be like a good mentor to a guy like Gerard Mayo. I mean, I've heard, I've read good things about Mayo and how he, um, you know, works with the, the players and how he's got a, a future and, coaching but I mean it's it was what his first or second year as a a coach I mean he's not ready to be a a defensive coordinator Uh, but I definitely I agree with you and that they need to have someone have that that label and not some guy that Belichick finds at some college you've never heard of South Dakota (laughs) A&T go ahead Kevin sorry I I hadn't no you're fine I I hadn't thought about Romeo but that actually be great if they can bring him in um i i I don't know i don't know that belichick will relinquish some of that control even though i agree he he probably needs to um i i almost see him just becoming more stubborn as he's getting older and, and thinking that he always has the answer um so again i'd love to see it i i don't know that we will while we're bringing Romeo back, let's bring Charlie Weiss back too. If if McDaniel's move on, uh, and we'll make <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> and let's bring Drew Bledsoe back while we're at it. Get the gang back together. We're putting the band back together. That might be a movie neither one of you guys have seen. I'm I'm showing my age on that one. Uh, any any other uh, before before we move on to uh, the NFL playoffs in general and some of your predictions. Uh, any other things we want to uh, stick a fork in this Patriots team for this year? Gonna miss Nick Folk. Yeah, was the best player on the team. Him and Jake Bailey. And there's, I mean, there's a free agent that's probably not coming back, especially because they've got those. They signed that kid Aguayo, and they still have the rookie that they drafted. So it feels like Nick Folk's done. But appreciate all he did for us. Yeah, no, you're you're right. He won them two games with last second kicks, the Jets game and the Cardinals yeah. game. So uh, Aguayo is an intriguing an intriguing signing because uh, I've never seen a college player that the ball exploded off his foot the way it, it did with him. And I just didn't understand why he didn't make it in the pros. So hopefully they, I mean, Rowasser definitely was a wasted fifth round pick. Um, ho- hopefully they can, they can, they can get something out of, out of Aguayo. Uh, I just flash back to, to the draft and just going, what? <laughs> fifth round. <laughs> from another school we never heard of. Oh, was he from Marshall? I think he was from Marshall. Yeah, I think he was yeah. Marshall. Not exactly. Uh, in a power conference. All right, guys, let's uh, let's talk about the NFL playoffs, even though that the Patriots aren't in it. Uh, who are you liking 
uh, from both the AFC and the NFC. Who, who are you liking to get to the Super Bowl? This year we've got the uh, only the single bye. Uh, the the top seed gets the bye this year. It's it, That's the new format, and you've got the extra wild card team that gets in. So um, Kansas City has the bye in the AFC, and I believe uh, Green Bay got it in the NFC, correct? Yeah, yep. So who are we liking to, uh, to get through to the Super Bowl? Oof. I don't know. The, I mean, the NFC, I feel like, is so wide open. Other than the Bears, honestly, or, or and Washington, I honestly could see five of those teams getting to the Super Bowl. You know, Tampa Bay is starting to, to get hot. Uh, I think they could easily make a run. The Rams have a great defense. The Seahawks have Russell Wilson. Green Bay, I, Green Bay or New Orleans are probably the – probably my pick to come out of there um i think new orleans defense is just is awesome it's so much better than it's been in years past because drew Brees isn't you know playing as as he has in previous seasons and it makes sense he's up there in age not everyone can be tom brady um (laughs) sorry he who (laughs) shall not be named um so I, i do like the saints in the nfc the afc i mean it's it's definitely kansas city is the the best team but, you know, you always look at the teams that are playing the best at the time of the playoffs. And that's Buffalo is probably the hottest team in the league. Boom. And Buffalo and, and Baltimore is hot, too. Now, I don't think they have enough because Lamar Jackson still can't really throw. Um, but they are a team that with a, a good defense could could muck it up and win, you know, 13 to 10, win some of these ugly games. Uh, but I think Buffalo is the, the most intriguing team for me to watch. Um, but I think they have a tough matchup on Saturday against the Colts. What do you like, Kevin? Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's not nothing exciting coming from my picks, but, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. It's the, the Packers and the Saints. I think you're two uh, teams out of the NFC. I don't I don't see anyone else really um, really stepping up to knock them off, either of them. I saw it. And then uh, out of the AFC again, I see the Chiefs and the Bills are, are your two threats. Um out of those, I mean, I'd, I'd, and it's kind of gross to say this as a Patriots fan, but I'd, I'd like to see the Bills uh, take no. one. But, uh, but those, those are pretty much my only options out of the, out of the seeds now. I, I can't believe Tampa Bay is going to make a run until I see them beat a decent team. And of course, they, they yeah. get a tomato can in the first round in Washington, who has played fairly well. I got to give them credit with all the issues they've had at quarterback. Um, you know, they've. I mean, seven and nine, they just dominated the uh, NFC East. <laughs> but uh, I, I've got to see Tampa Bay play a good team. But if if anybody's going to sneak in, I think it could be them. And that's where the Super Bowl is this year. So maybe there's a little added incentive uh, for the league to, to get them there, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but i, I got to go with Buffalo in the AFC. I just think that team is, is hungry. They're, they're playing hard right now. They, they're blowing teams out. Um, they they have not taken their foot off the gas at all, even though they had a playoff spot clinched. So I, I just think that team uh, is 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 ready to step up. We'll we'll see if uh, if Allen can play the way he's played once he gets to the playoffs, because it's it's a different ball game once you get there. But um, I don't I don't really see any other team in the AFC that has that super defense that's uh, that's going to stop them. Which means no, I which I would agree. Which means they'll probably lose to who are they playing the Titans in the first round. They'll probably lose that game. 
Oh yeah, they're playing the Colts. Oh, the Colts. That's right. You said that. I was I yeah. was listening. <laughs> playing the Colts. Yeah, I'm I'm Philip Rivers. I'm sorry. I, I no, not gonna happen. They'll beat them. Yeah, they'll go by the Colts. Then they'll lose to the Titans. <laughs> uh, any anything else you guys like to see uh, for the playoffs? We've got triple headers coming up Saturday and Sunday. Hopefully it's crappy weather and can justify being inside all day watching football. <laughs> I, all I want to see is everyone healthy. I don't want to see any, like, big, um, you know, the Browns lost Stefanski. But I don't want to see any players get ruled out because of COVID. Um, we want everyone to be as, as healthy as they can be so it doesn't affect, um, you know, the, the balance of the game. I will say with the, the Tampa Bay game, they should win. I mean, they're eight-point favorites. They're clearly the better team than Washington. But that front four could be a problem. I mean, Washington's got one of the best defensive lines in the league, and those are the types of defenses and types of teams that have given Tom Brady issues throughout his career, people that can get pressure on him with just four guys without blitzing. Um, so if they're able to get to him early uh, and he starts getting a little you know, happy feet and getting rid of the ball early and throwing it at the feet of receivers – that game could get interesting. Yeah, good point. Chase Young is an absolute beast. That guy is a force. Did I get his name right? Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> I, I doubt myself now after all this time doing all these podcasts. <laughs> no, that's a good point. And COVID's an excellent point, too. I wanted to mention that. I, uh, you know, I, I think that you just hate to see somebody get to that point and then lose a key player because of COVID. But, you know, that's that's how things go these days. That's that's the that's the wild card in the playoffs, no pun intended. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about the college football playoffs. We we can we can do whatever we want. This is our podcast, so even though we're all, all New England Patriots in the NFL, let's talk a little college football. Uh, who are you guys liking in the championship game? Or, or do you even pay attention to college football? Let me ask that question first. I mean, I do. I, I follow it enough. Um, I I think Alabama is clearly the uh, like the elite, and I think they'll they'll win. Uh, Ohio State definitely shocked me last weekend against Clemson. Uh, I thought Clemson was going to roll through them. I thought it was Alabama, Clemson, and then the rest of the um, you know the the country essentially. Um, so Ohio State definitely surprised me, but I just think Alabama's got way too much firepower uh, with Devon, you know, the Heisman winner and Devontae Smith. But then you've got Najee Harris at, at running back. Um, another, another and then Nick beast. Saban's just got the – yep, yeah, they, it's just a running back factory down there. I actually checked to see if he was related at all to Damian Harris. I mean, they both came out of Alabama. I was wondering if they were brothers, but apparently they're, <laughs> they're not related whatsoever. Kevin, you have any thoughts on the college football championship? Um. To, to be quite frank with you, not the biggest college football fan. No. So my my insights into it are are, are pretty much just listening to what you guys have to say. <laughs> that that's a it surprised me because I've heard other people say that too. You know, they're huge football fans, but they don't really follow college football. And you know, there are some college games that I think are are better than some of the NFL games you see from week to week, uh, especially SEC games. They're really, really entertaining games, but 
Um, so I'll, I'll give you my two cents. Uh, Alabama in the last few years, I mean, they've, they've just dominated. But it seems like they always have that issue when it comes to the championship game in the last few years. So I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, I'm going to pick Ohio State to win this game. Uh, they've got some some tools as well. So I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a really, really good game. So, Kevin, you should definitely watch it. All right. I, <laughs> I'll put that in my uh, in my notebook for my homework. All right. There. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame's not in it, so it'll be competitive. Uh, you're not in <laughs> sorry sorry james if you're listening uh the poor guy just can't catch a break <laughs> well we did give him some credit for being right on stidham so that's the most he's going to get from me tonight <laughs> all right guys any uh any final thoughts before we wrap things up uh just at this point glad it's over <laughs> Suffer, suffering through some of those games this season was was a little tough so uh, looking forward to the offseason, seeing what they can do, and uh, hopefully we turn a corner here and at least see some some progress towards getting back to what we've what we've known over the years. Yeah, I was gonna say, glad it's over. It could be just beginning, depending on how things go this <laughs> offseason. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be probably one of the more eventful. I mean, I guess last year was pretty eventful with the Tom Brady saga, but I mean, in terms of um, like roster turnover, I think there's going to be a ton. Uh, so this team's going to look completely different next year. So it'll be be fascinating to watch what kind of moves they make this offseason. Yeah, agreed. We're definitely going to have to reconvene at some point, probably around the draft to uh, I mean, hopefully before that too, but I don't know how much news there'll be. But uh, the Fire the Muskets podcast may go on a little bit of a hiatus compared to uh, some of the other podcasts here on the syndicate now that the Patriots are done. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um so, guys, if uh, if you're all good, uh, let me just say, check out our website at www.bostonsportsyndicate.com. We've got uh, articles from all our writers on there, so please check it out. You can also find links to all our past podcasts from all of our great podcasts here on the network. And you can also find a link to our merch page. Uh, we have hats, T-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, masks, a lot of great stuff on there, so please check it out. Also, check out our Facebook page at Boston Sports Syndicate and follow us on Twitter and Instagram Instagram, at Boston Sports Sin. Uh, Now, all our podcasts also have their own independent Twitter sites, so you can check out our Fire the Muskets podcast at Fire the Muskets. Really creative there. You can check out our Celtics Above the Parquet podcast at Above the Parquet. Our Bruins Bleed Black and Gold podcast, you can find at bleed black and gold are you sensing a trend here and then our (laughs) red Sox podcast to be later that was too long to put on a twitter handle so we're just at red Sox pod underscore bss uh and if you have any questions comments ideas for something you'd like to hear on one of our podcasts you can message us on facebook on any of our twitter accounts or shoot us an email at contact at boston sports syndicate dot com Derek and Kevin, if our listeners want to follow you guys on Twitter, where can they find you? At McVeigh34. Nice and easy. Very professional. Oh, you're going to have to edit it again because I <laughs> forgot what my Twitter handle even is. No, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> is it Kevin Santos11? Oh, no, I think it's just Santos11. <laughs> K Santos11? 
Uh, damn, what is it? <laughs> Just keep looking. It's like your phone number. number. You can never yeah. remember it because you never call it. <laughs> right. It is K Santos 11. You all right. Fit. All right. Well, second try anyway. <laughs> and you can find me at B Travers underscore S Y N. Derek, Kevin, thank you for joining me. We had some technical issues, but we were finally able to pull it together and get through it. Uh, everyone listening, uh, thank you for joining us. We'll talk again soon. And remember, wear your mask. Boston Sports Syndicate. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate provided by IMCDM and Jay Kelly.